welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Cast or Podcast, whatever you want to call it. It's me and Ian back for another season, and we're about to talk about sports and stuff. Yeah, stuff that you might care about or might not care about. Yo, we're going to talk some NFL playoffs. LeBron James versus Kobe. John Paxson hitting threes. Nicki Minaj needs to shut. Needs to shut up. She needs to shut up. Mello. Why the change of opinion? What answers to the questions of all of the topics are going to be right here. On the Magnificent Vibes Podcast. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Yo. What up, what up, what up? What's going on, man? What's going on? It's good to be back, man. Once again, it's on, my brother, season two. How you feeling? Man, I'm good, man. I'm out here on lovely Stony Island Boulevard, man, on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> the, 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 the sky is blue. <laughs> the sun is shining. <laughs> Birds are singing. What? And, 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 yep. and winos are, are, are singing uh, George Clinton on the corner, man. <laughs> Which song? Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, um, <laughs> Atomic Dog. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. Hey, that's my old stomping grounds. You know what it is. Stony Island Foods, South South to formerly known as Stony Island Foods. Now it's what, a Dollar Tree or something like that? Uh, yeah, man. Family Dollar or whatever. Uh, yeah, shout, shouts out to Stony Island. That's my old stomping ground, man. Lots of memories there, especially at Stony <laughs> Sub. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, hey and to Taurus, my listeners. flavors. <laughs> Yes, yes. How could you not? How could I not shout them out? Taurus flavors, babe. Before all of these subway shops was coming out, you know, Taurus was the first ones holding it down on the hoagie side, man. Yeah, you know it, man. You know it. Yeah. So we gonna uh, we gonna get this thing cracking, man. We're gonna uh, start off the segment with uh, the NFL. We got big NFL season coming up. I know a lot of talk has been about, you know, this whole, you know, new rule when it comes to leading in with your helmet and a lot of penalties have been flying all over the place during the preseason, but nobody watches the preseason. Nobody cares. I'm sure they're going to polish all that up. They pro- I heard they're going to be tweaking the rule a little bit so it won't be as extreme, but we're going to talk about division winners, man. What's your predictions for the – we're going to break each uh, conference down real quickly, just the NFC. Uh, I'm going to break it down. The NFC North division, which is our home division, since we're both Bears fans, we're just going to – I just want to – we're just going to basically predict the winners of each division. We're not going to go heavy into it. So who do you got winning this division in the North? We got the Vikings, the Packers, the Bears, and the Lions. What you got? Um, I'm no longer a believer in the Lions, man. Um, every year 
there's 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 this hype around them and what they're going to do. Um, and every year they come up short. Um, from what I've been hearing, man, disclosure, man, like I have not really been following the NFL offseason, really. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of, I, 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 I mean, as of lately, because of current events, I've been a little off put by the by the NFL. But from what mm-hmm. I've been hearing, um, uh, from from you know people keeping up with it, the Bears seem to have retooled and reloaded fairly well. Um, I yeah, I do agree. So, you know, I mean, at this point, if they go eight and eight, it's a step up. But if I had to go with a winner of the division, man, I, I man, smart money is on the Packers. Yeah, I'm headed that direction too. I got the Packers winning that division. Um, I think they made some great moves defensively. I like the Jimmy Graham pickup because Aaron Rodgers does well with tight ends. When Jimmy Graham was in Seattle, they didn't really Russell Wilson. Russell uh, Wilson was just running around like a chicken with his head cut off. He really don't, don't really utilize his tight end. So I think he's gonna resurrect his career in Green Bay. I think honestly, I think the North Division is taking a hit. Uh, I don't think Miss Minnesota. I thought Minnesota was like. They got fortunate to make it as far as they made it last year. I'm not a believer in Minnesota. Only reason why they made it that far was because Aaron Aaron Rodgers got hurt last year. So I think Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to win, along with Green Bay, is going to win this division. I do, to, to bounce off your point, of, uh, I do like the direction that the Bears are going. I like the new coach. I like the fact that he's trying to open things up for Trubisky. The defense is going to be really good for the Bears, but I think I'm with you on this. Their record, I think they're only going to be at best eight and eight. This year. At worst, I would say seven and nine, but I don't think they're going to be even worse than that because they have a weak schedule this year, and it starts off weak, and then I would say around week eight, week nine, that's when it gets real tough, and that's when that lack of experience that Trubisky has is going to get exploited. Exploited. And I think the Bears are going to finish eight and eight. So, yeah, I don't – I haven't been paying much attention to the preseason either. And quite frankly, I thought last year – you know, I'm a big football fan. Last year, it was a pretty what ho-hum the, the season. The playoffs last year were, were spectacular. Oh, the playoffs was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But the regular season was ho-hum. I, I thought it was just like <laughs> – wasn't a lot of exciting games. The Thursday night game, I wish they would just kill that off. That I hate Thursday night games. A lot of, a lot of reason why, because I have my meeting on night, so I can't watch any of this stuff. So, But even when I don't – when I'm home from the meeting, these games, they're blowouts because they only get three days off after playing on Sunday. Get a bunch hey, Rodney, of hey, Rodney, football. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with your reception, but it's it kind of sounds like you're in a rocking chair and it keeps dipping in and out, in and out. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, let's see. Maybe I need to go to a different part. Uh, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay, is this better? You just cut off again. I cut off again. Let me see. Let's try. Yeah, I can hear you now. It's like I can hear you clearly, and then every two or three seconds, it'll just, like, cut off. Oh, okay. All right. So, you got me now? Yeah, so far, so good. Okay. 
So yeah, let's uh let's move on to the next division. So I'm gonna name off the teams in this next division. You got the East, the NFC East, uh Philadelphia Eagles, who are the champions, Dallas Cowboys, Washington Redskins, who now have Alex Smith as their quarterback, and the New York Giants, who now have Saquon Barkley, who's a beast. Who you got winning this division? Oh uh, man, dude, give me the Giants, man. Like they're about due for another good year. Um, the Eagles, every every team that wins the Super Bowl, they have that Super Bowl hangover the following year, with the exception of the Patriots. Okay, I got you. I got I I do uh I do like the Giants a lot. Not enough for them to win the division, but Eli Manning is the most bipolar quarterback in NFL history. This man will have three horrible seasons and then bounce back and have a good season. But I I, I think they're going to be good based off that running back they got. If he stays healthy, they're going to be nice. I, I think Philadelphia is going to win the division again, only because I just don't believe in this division. I don't believe in the, the, the Cowboys. They're, I, hate, I, I ain't going to say I hate their coach, but I do not like their coach at all. He's uh, I, I hate not. I hate everything about the Cowboys. I hate their name. Man. I hate they. I hate their uniform. Uh, I hate their quarterback. I hate their owner. Uh, um, <laughs> I hate the fact that they they get to be called America's team. Like like I hate everything about the the Cowboys, man. Like I, I hope I hope nothing but bad happens to them and them only. Um, <laughs> you know, Dak Prescott. I hope somebody spitting your Gatorade. I just. <laughs> You know, I, I hate the Cowboys, man. Man, I I just I don't I don't understand why a franchise that haven't won in almost thirty years gets celebrated like this every year. But they, dude, dude, th- this is like, dude, I will I will turn on ESPN Radio in the middle while while while, while the pl- NBA playoffs are going down, and there'll be so much to talk about about the playoffs. And I'll turn on ESPN radio at nine o'clock in the morning, and they're talking about the Cowboys. Yeah, in the yeah. off season, they'll, they'll be. It won't even. They won't even be talking about a player. They'll be talking about something Jerry Jones said. You know what I yeah. mean? Interview. It's like, hey, yo, yeah. what, what is this? Yeah, I, I think it's nonsense. And on top of that, to add more fuel to the fire, I, even though I don't watch Undisputed that much, it. Every time I do turn on Undisputed, I know that Skip Bayless's team, but every time I turn that on, it seems like they always talking about LeBron James or the Dallas Cowboys, and it's it's annoying. It's annoying. I, I think Dallas is overrated. They will always and forever be overrated, and they are not going to win a division. They might even be the worst team in this division because they don't have no defense. They're going to have to give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott a hundred times a game and they they don't have no substance, man. They're terrible. I don't think Dallas is going to go anywhere. Uh, but I got Philly winning that division, but I would not be surprised if New York end up snatching that division too, or becoming a wild card team. The next, we got the West, the NFC West. We got the Los Angeles Rams, the Seattle Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals are not worth talking about. San Francisco, Always on the up, and I'm gonna tell you why in a minute. But go ahead, who you got winning that division? So you say you got the Rams, the Cardinals, who else? The Hawks and uh, the 49ers. Ugh, man, 
the Rams were pretty good last year. Um, good defense. Todd Gurley just signed a big contract. Hopefully, he doesn't get contract cancer and play like crap. But you know, if he oh man, this is such a this is such a has been division. Dude. It is a been division, man. Um, shoot, man, give me the Rams. Give me the new kids on the block. Yeah, I'm with you on this on the Rams. Don't sleep on San Francisco. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I, I like him, but he makes he made some questionable decisions over the off season dating a porn star and, and out in the open. <laughs> after the <laughs> then talking about it to the press conference, talking about oh it was a great experience, and that's like wait a minute, hold on, dog, why what? Hey, Come man. on, man, what you hey, doing? You don't be out here like that, sloppy like that, man. Like talking about it's a great like like that's somebody to bring home to mom. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you, bro? Like that 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 was that is the I was like like come on, man. What? Hey, Rodney, Rodney, you know what that is? That's brazen conduct right there. That's brazen conduct. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's brazen on all forms, man. That's brazen on all forms. Oh man, yeah, he definitely gets the the big diss from me, man. But he gets he gets he gets a, a donkey of the day for that. <laughs> big donkey of the day for that, dude. You know that's a come on, man. Come on, dog. All right, so the next division we got New Orleans. This this is a pretty stacked division. We got the the the, the Saints. We got the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Tampa Bay Yucks. So, <laughs> Who you got for that one? Man, dude, give me. That's a tough one, man. I'm not a believer. I would have said the Panthers, man, but I'm just not a believer in them anymore, man. Give me the Saints. I'm with you on that. I got the Saints. I got Atlanta as a wild card team. I don't believe in Cam Newton no more. He's got to show me that he can stop complaining, stop being a sore loser, like, you know, he was doing all that dance. That year they made it to the Super Bowl. He was doing all that dabbing and, and, and you know, doing the soldier boy every time he scored a touchdown. And then he got embarrassed in the Super Bowl and he ain't been he ain't been the same since, dude. So I don't I'm not a believer. Then the Denver Broncos, they broke him, man. That that dude, they was tearing through his offensive line like butter in that Super Bowl. Yeah. Von Miller was a beast. He had, what, like two fumbles, one return for a touchdown. Like, this dude was knocking Cam Newton all over the place. Like, and ever since then, like, he's been shell-shocked to me in, in certain games, man. He just he just looks – I remember the Bears play, beat them over the season last year. The one few, – a few Bears games I watched last year was the, the Carolina Panthers game. And, I mean, it was the worst game I ever seen Cam Newton play, man. I was like – he threw one interception, returned for a touchdown. He, he got sacked like at least five or six times. I, I, it was just embar- It was an embarrassing performance. So I'm like, man, I, I don't know if I believe in Cam Newton anymore, man. He gonna have he gonna have to show me something this year. Yeah, yeah. Next, <laughs> we got. Uh, I'm gonna go through this division real quick. We in the AFC. We already know who gonna win this division: Patriots, Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Patriots. What you got? Patriots, no brainer. Yeah, no brainer there. All right, next we got the West. We got Kansas City, uh, the Chiefs. We got the Raiders. We got the Chargers, and the Denver Broncos. Man, okay. Um, Keep in mind, John Gruden is now the coach of the Raiders. 
Denver got Casey Keenum. Uh, the Chargers are the Chargers, and Kansas City is starting a rookie quarterback. So, man, give me give me the Raiders, man. I I, I was rooting for them last year, and they they kind of let me down, but I'm, I'm gonna keep riding with them. I'm riding with the Raiders too. I like where they're going. I think Carr uh, wasn't a hundred percent healthy at quarterback. I think he tried to rush his comeback, but now he's gonna be hundred percent. I think they're gonna be ready. Um, I think they're gonna take over that division. Honestly, especially when they move to Las Vegas. So it, it's going to be – I don't believe in Kansas City. The Chargers, they don't have a fan base anymore, so I don't even think they're going to even – they don't have really nothing to play for. Um, so the next division, we got the Steelers, the NFC North – the AFC North, we got the Steelers, the Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the uh, that other team that wears an orange helmet. Who you got? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that helmet, man. It's the worst helmet in the NFL. Dude, change that, change that helmet, man. Like, <laughs> yo, the name, the name of y'all squad is the Browns. Why do you have an orange helmet? I mean, how, how, like, like if it's the Browns, man? Are we talking like, are they representing the the African American culture? Like, would they be, like if they are? Like, put Martin Luther King on the helmet. You know what I mean? They right, or or really. <laughs> Or really dark-skinned Latino gentleman. <laughs> I mean, do something, man. Like, it, it, it's, it's garbage, dude. I hate their uniforms. It, it's so plain, man. Like, all these other teams got, you know, have upgraded their uniforms. Remember the Tampa Bay Bucks used to wear those ugly orange and white yeah. uniforms? And they were the worst team in the league for years. And then when they finally changed their uniforms, they won a Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, they won a Super Bowl, yeah. Like, come on, man. Cleveland, get it together, dude. Y'all doing everything wrong. That's why y'all still going to be the worst team in the division. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. What, what is a brown, though? Like, 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 like is, I, I read somewhere that it's like a particular type of dog. So it's like, yeah. okay, put a dog on the helmet then. Like, right. Like, it's like it's like they didn't even it's like they missed the they missed the due date to turn in their team logo so the league was like I ah, just make it an orange helmet we'll just put, print that up everywhere like <laughs> I mean it's it's terrible man like do something do something about y'all uniforms and it's the only way it's the only way it's the only way but who you got winning the division man give me I think the Steelers still got some gas left in the tank. Yeah, I, I do think the Steelers are going to win uh, the division. Baltimore, they don't know what they're going to do at quarterback, so they're going to be 8-8. Eight eight. Cincinnati is a disaster waiting to happen. They got too many. They're the new – They're the, They're the. they are the version of the – remember the Portland Jailblazers back in the early 2000s? Yep. Where all those – that's what they remind me of, man. They got a bunch of, like high... – So much – yeah, man. So much potential, man, but they just – they squander it. Yep, exactly. So they, yeah, I got they need they need to figure out that Le'Veon Bell situation though too if they're gonna win a Super Bowl. That's true. That's true. But they, I still think they're good enough to win a division. So and then the last conference, which is honestly picking up some steam, man. You got the AFC South, which used to be a laughingstock division, but now you got Jacksonville, who almost beat the Patriots last year, and I was I really wanted them to beat the Patriots last year. I was disappointed in that. Too cool, man. You got the Tennessee Titans, who made it to the division uh, 
round in the playoffs last year. You had Indianapolis with Andrew Luck coming back, and then Houston, which got uh, Deshaun Watson coming back. So what you got there? Man, this is a very interesting one because, like you said, it's like everybody's kind of rebounding from in- in- injuries. Yeah. So, man, such a, it's su- there's such an open book, man. But, man, shoot. First, before you even get to that, I don't know if you heard the story about Jalen Ramsey, the cornerback from Jacksonville, coming up with that. He had that list of quarterbacks, and he, ta- he basically rated each quarterback in the NFL with just, like, phrases like, oh, he whack, garbage, terrible. Oh, he got – No, I didn't hear about that. I didn't bro, hear about that. Whenever you get a chance, look up that, that article, dude. It is hilarious. This man, who, ma- who made the list? Uh, Jalen Ramsey of the uh, – Okay. He's a he's a the cornerback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's a great he's he's an amazing player, uh, probably one of the best cornerbacks in the game. But this dude just straight up, I mean, he just obliterated a bunch of quarterbacks. But he's wow. gonna okay. prove though. Let me see. Let me let me give me man. Give me Indianapolis man. Andrew Luck is. Andrew Luck is show it's it's time to show and prove with him, man. Like we've been kind of we we've kind of bought into the whole Andrew Luck story, the ma- majority of football fans that he's this great quarterback in the future of the franchise. It's 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 show and prove time for, for Andrew Luck, man. Andrew Luck, man. It is. It is. Um he's, he's been he in the league long now. Years. He hasn't played in a couple of years, so he's gonna be a little rusty um going into the season. But if he plays well you know, Indianapolis could get back to taking over that division. Me, I got, I got Houston, man. I, I believe in Deshaun Watson, man. That dude was a beast last year before he tore his ACL. Uh, they got good weapons on offense. They got a solid defense. I like him better than I like Blake Bortles, who's a bum to me. I, I mean, he played decent in the playoffs last year, and they got a really good defense. But being a Bears fan, this is coming from a Bears fan. Good defenses with mediocre quarterbacks only take you so far. I'm sorry. This is true. <laughs> You're gonna eventually gonna have to score. Uh, you, you can't just keep winning games off defense. You know, uh, Seattle was a perfect example. The Seahawks started off with a shutdown defense, and Russell Wilson turned into a mistake-free quarterback to being an elite quarterback, and ended up still like. Even when that defense started to crumble, Russell Wilson kept Seattle competitive. So you still need a good quarterback. I don't care if you got a shutdown defense, man. You still need a good quarterback because if you don't, it's only you're gonna be a one-trick pony, man. Yeah, yeah, this is very true. This is very true. We like you said, we saw that with the Bears, but Rex Grossman, man, that defense got us there, man. But man, he, he, he didn't seal the deal. Right, Grossman versus Manning. It ain't even a. It ain't even a discussion. No, no. So, uh, those are division picks. So we'll see what happens. We'll we'll be monitoring this, and this leads into my next topic. We're gonna switch it over to the NBA, and I saw an interesting video for this particular segment that I definitely want to talk to you about. And I thought it would, I think it's an arguable topic. It was a video 
And it basically said that it was entitled LeBron's eight straight finals appearances coming out of the East or Kobe's seven finals appearances in 11 seasons coming out of the West. Which one was a better run? So I'm going to ask you, which one do you think was a better run? Man, it's all about supreme mathematics, man. <laughs> you know this. Yeah. Dude, I'd rather I'd rather walk away from seven finals with five rings than walk away from eight finals with three rings. That's true. That's like okay, so so here's the other thing. Those years that Kobe didn't make it to the finals, every year except for one, the team that made it out the West, then beat the Lakers out the finals went on to win a championship. Good point. Then you have to look at, okay, the, 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 uh, the, the, once he got to the finals, for the, for the ones that they won, how did they win? For, 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 the, um, for the three that LeBron won, um, you know, they took care. They, they knocked off the Thunder in five games pretty quickly or whatever. Um, San Antonio, they, they had to climb back do a game seven okay right. and antonio was had him up against the ropes and was giving them that business same thing with the warriors when um they had to come back from that 3-0 uh deficit right. had to come back in the Three game one. seven yeah. the lakers they swept the new jersey nets they knocked off the magic in five and they knocked off philly in five mm-hmm. so you know, it's not about just also wh- how you like, wh- like if you win, but how you win. Right. Like, LA's victories were just a little bit more decisive and convincing. Yeah. Uh, you know, in those years, Kobe didn't make it to the finals. The Spurs was going, and they was winning. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing. I feel seven appearances in eleven seasons was better than LeBron's eight straight. I'm gonna just break down one side and then also break down. I'm gonna break down Kobe's side first. Now, a lot of people gonna say they gonna listen to this podcast and say, "Well, Kobe has Shaq's first three titles." Okay, whatever. But if you look at the teams that they went up against, I remember growing up during that time that the Lakers wasn't far-fetched favorites to win those to come out of the West. People were picking the Kings. People were picking the Portland Trailblazers to come out. Some of those years, the Spurs to come out of the West. So the Lakers clearly wasn't the best team in some of those seasons. Even with Kobe and Shaq, there were far superior teams that they were in, and they had to beat those teams. And Shaq wouldn't have beaten those teams without the help of Kobe Bryant. And a lot of those runs in the West, uh, and Shaq even said in an interview last year with Kobe, he said, hey, man, I was just trying to get you to get me to the finals. I knew you because I knew you had a lot of the things that Kobe did. The heroic games that Kobe had was in those series before they got. And once they got to the finals, Shaq had a bunch of babies guarding him in the East. And Shaq could just, all all they did was feed the ball into him and he would just dominate. And that's how he won all those MVPs over Kobe because Kobe had to go up against Reggie Miller. He had to stop. Uh, and then still get 30 a game. He had to stop Allen Iverson, still get 29 a game. Had to stop Jason Kidd and Kerry Kittles, still had to get 29 a game. While Shaq is going up against Todd McCullough, who's selling pinball machines now. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. 
don't give me the shack. Don't 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 drop the shack thing on me. But at the end, I looked this up too, Ian. Check this out. Out of 2001, 2002, and then 2008 and 2010. Now, 2008 and 2010 was after Shaq. In 2008, these are the records the teams that Kobe beat in okay. those playoffs. They beat the Nuggets in 2008 in the first round. The Nuggets won 50 games. In the second round, they beat a 54-win Jazz team with Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer when they was playing lights out. And then they beat the Spurs, a 56-win team. Then in 2010, the Thunder, who won 50 games in the first round, beat the Yeah, I remember that. Again. Yeah, beat the Jazz again in the second round. And the Jazz won 53 games. And then they beat the Phoenix Suns in the conference finals. And that team won four games. I'm not even going to mention what happened in 2001 and 2002 when they beat a Blazers team two years in a row that won games. The Kings, who won 55, 61 games. And then the Spurs, 58 and 58. You know what? You know the best team? I'm going to go through the list of what LeBron played, right? And don't forget, don't forget, they still had to play the Pacers that one year. What was that, 2000? Yeah, yeah. A stack Pacers team was stacked. So now I'm going to go to the, to the East during LeBron's eight run, eight years, eight-year run, right? The only competitive team that he played was the Indiana Pacers back It was those back-to-back years with Lance Levin. Yeah, back when they still had Roy Hibbert. They had Roy and, Hibbert and all them. Paul George and David West and all of them. Did did you have confidence that they could beat the Heat though? Only that first year. That, Only that first year they went up against them and they knocked them down two one. I thought, okay, maybe Indiana's the real deal. Right. But it was it was a pipe dream. Nobody nobody really really thought Indiana was going to knock off the big three. Exactly. <clears throat> also, you had the Bulls who were on the rise. And Derrick Rose injury got in the way. Way a potential good opponent for the Bull for, for the uh for the Heat. Also, the Celtics were still in their primes. That they, they were like two, 2010. They came off that 2010 season where they lost to the Lakers in seven. And then in two Well, they were they were kind of older then. It was like a you know, it was like let's put the band back together type deal for one more run. But, but they were look, definitely on like the tail end of they 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 peaked. But look, man, in two thousand look in two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, this is what ruined the Boston Celtics. Not necessarily the age. In two thousand eleven, they played very well. In two thousand twelve, they had Cleve, they had the Heat down three two. You know what messed them up was when they traded Kendrick Perkins for Shaquille O'Neal, and Shaquille O'Neal was. Oh, couldn't move, couldn't run. <clears throat> and then in 2011, Rondo broke his shoulder. Remember him yeah. and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, him and Dwayne Wade had gotten into a scuffle. Dwayne Wade snapped his shoulder out of place, his elbow or something like that. And that took Rondo out that series. And, you know, the Heat easily beat him. You had, you know, LeBron hitting all those big shots and he was huffing and puffing when the camera was zooming in. You know, how you remember that, you know. Yeah, I, I hated that game. And then they were the next year, the Celtics came on the ropes and they were down 
3-2, and then Cleveland, you know, LeBron had that big game six where he scored like 45 points in Boston, and next thing you know, they end up winning that series. Everything else, after that, you had the Toronto Craptors. You had <laughs> the Atlanta <laughs> won 60 games one year, and Cleveland ended up, you know, this is when LeBron was in Cleveland. He ended up sweeping them. But look at the records, dude, that he has beaten, of teams that he has beaten. The Brooklyn Nets, 44 wins. The Bucks, 38 wins. The Bulls in 2011. Well, the Bulls with no roles, actually, 50 wins. The Boston Celtics, twice, 40, 53. Bobcats, 43. Pistons, 44 wins. The Atlanta Hawks, 48 wins. Come on, man. I'm sorry. Kobe's run was way better, dude. Yeah, yeah. This is a no-brainer, man. Like, <clears throat> For me, man, it was I, I didn't even delve that deep into the details like you did, but like, you know, come on, man. Kobe got five rings, man. Before it's all done, Kevin Garnett, I mean Kevin Durant is gonna have more rings than LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a team effort. It, it's definitely a team effort to get rings. But people are just killing me how they're trying to downsize everybody's career and just anoint LeBron. It was I, I want to mention this one more thing before we go to our next segment. Uh, there was a, the NBA TV has they dedicate a day to uh, each team in the NBA, and yesterday they dedicated a day to the Nuggets. And the Nuggets they played their classic games, and one of the classic games was when the Nuggets upset uh, Sean Kemp and the Seattle Sonics back in uh, four. And, and and they were the first eight seed to be the number one seed. And you had the Kim A. Matumbo holding the basketball. And he said, I'm a gorilla. <laughs> you know, so I saw the post on. Um, so I looked it up. I decided to look it up on, on YouTube. The game, I, I, I pulled up the game and watched it, you know, because I wanted to relive that moment. And I read the one of the YouTube comments and some jerk puts. Well, this wasn't the greatest upset of all time. The Cleveland Cavaliers beating the Golden State Warriors in 2016 was the greatest uh, upset of all time. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? How is that better than the AC beating the one seed? Yeah, that's not, not even close. It's, it, dude, you got a lot of LeBron fans out there that just they, – they, they just started watching basketball when oh LeBron got in and some of them didn't start watching it until he joined the Heat. Um, you know, and they, they have no historical context for anything. They have no background. They, they, you know, they have no, like I said, they have no historical context for the league and, and what's come before and what's been accomplished before. It's just like, well, I wasn't around for it, so it didn't happen syndrome, you know. But, man, I just, I just ignore people like that, man. Like, like you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't know what you're talking about, man. You, you just got caught. You don't know basketball. Like, no, no, like, like, like a finals, a finals comeback is not the same as an upset. An upset is like this team had no chance of beating this. Exactly. Team, found a way to beat them. Yes, exactly. And I, and I, hey, I appreciate him. I mean, what he said was factual. You know, it was a, it was a big moment in NBA finals history, but as far as upset, no, I think a bigger upset. There were teams that, that, I mean, I remember that year in 2016, a lot of people were picking Cleveland to win that series uh, against Golden State. People were pushing for 
uh, Golden State to lose that series. So, and, and they were, you know, they still had Kyrie. They still had Kevin Love. It wasn't like they were, like, overwhelmingly overmatched until Kevin Durant got there, you know. So, anyway, uh, I another little side note, that same Denver Nuggets team almost beat Utah in the second round. It's a Utah they they Utah was actually up three games to zip, and the Nuggets came back and tied the series and almost beat them in Game Seven. So that Nuggets team, shouts out to Robert Pack and, and Dikembe Mutombo, man. That I, it, it resurrected my love for basketball watching that. Yeah, yeah, they they was about that business, man. Yeah, that was a good squad. Uh, so we're gonna get into our second segment. Where were you when? And I, I'm very excited about this this <laughs> because we're going to be reminiscing about uh, some old stories that have happened. We're taking us it back. Later. We're taking it back. Yes, definitely. I, I don't know where you're going to take us in, but I'm going to take you back to 1993, Phoenix Suns, Chicago Bulls, NBA Finals, Game 6 in Phoenix, fourth quarter. The Phoenix Suns were down most of the game. They came back actually took the lead and my stepfather decided he was hungry and wanted to go go, go get some checkers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad that, that you opened up the show mentioning Stony Island because it's prophetical to what my story uh, it, prophetical is a word. Uh, <laughs> it relates perfectly let's just, to my story. Let's just say it is. Let's just say it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. It relates perfectly to this story. So I'm like, hey, I ain't going to say no to checkers. We just listen to it, you know, on the radio, whatever. So we actually got in the car. Uh, my, my, my stepfather was driving this red, uh, was it a Buick? Uh, not the, yeah, Buick Century. He had a Buick Century, man. Old school. He had the little folks on there and everything. So, uh, man, classic. Man, this was back when we were living on, on 87th and Harper. And that Checkers was on 87th, like 88th and Stony Island. So we wasn't that far from him. We just drove around the corner, got in the drive drive through right? So we get in the drive through It's four cars waiting for hamburgers and stuff. So we sitting there <laughs> listening to the game. So well, for people that don't know, when you're listening to the game on the radio, it's a delay from the TV. So we're hearing co-workers at checkers cheering because every time the Bulls score, and we're hearing that ahead of time, and we're getting it late on the radio. So I'm telling my stepfather, oh, they scored, they scored. He like, how you know? Because I'm like, oh, they look, look, it's going to say it. And then they show them scoring, and we in the car cheering. You know, everything is married. So, oh, wow. So now we're the second car in line. We're the second car in line. Next thing you know, John Paxson hits the three. We hit him in checkers going nuts. Oh, oh, they going nuts. <laughs> now we starting to see, now I'm starting to see people trickle in to Stony on Stony Alley Street. So I'm like, oh, this don't look good, right? So we pull up to the to the uh, when we pull up to the window to get our food. Now people forget after John Paxson hit that three, the Phoenix Suns still had a chance to win the game because it was a timeout. I that KJ drove the ball to the lane, 
and Horace Grant blocked the shot, game over, Bulls win their third straight. So when that happened, everybody in this happened simultaneously when it was our turn to get our food. So all the coworkers are celebrating, forgot all about the fact that we ordered burgers and fries, and they went outside to celebrate. <laughs> Tony Allen is getting crowded. It's a bunch of people like outside their cars, women outside their cars going crazy. We still ain't got our food. We're waiting. Next Wait, so y'all didn't, didn't, didn't even get y'all burgers? <laughs> bruh. Bruh. We, okay, I'm going to get to that. So I see a dude in a bull's jersey. Now, this is 93 we talking about. So clothes were extra baggy. He had on a Michael Jordan jersey that came down to his knees, bro. <laughs> and he got a gun in his hand, and he's shooting in the air. And I can't repeat the words that's coming out of his mouth, but I can repeat that he's like, yeah, three straight, motherfucker. <laughs> and my stepfather is like, you Wait, know, so he just, this dude is just on the corner, openly just busting on the corner. He just busting, dude. I'm hearing shots. We ducking. <laughs> we ducking in the car. So Steve, like, knocking on the, he banging on the window. And I'm, at this point, I don't even want a burger. You like, yeah, yeah let's, let's get out of here. We he still want his hamburger. <laughs> he still want his hamburger, so he banging on the window. The manager opened it. He like, man, I'm trying to get my food, man. I want to go home and watch them celebrate. He like, all right, all right, we got it right here. The bag was sitting there the whole time, dude. So he just handed us our bag. So we drive on to Stony Island. It's chuck full of cars, man. I see the dude still outside, still busting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... I'm about to lose my life. <laughs> so I tell my, I tell Steve, I'm like, man, what are we going to do? We can't even hardly get home. He's like, just unbuckle your seatbelt, get down on the floor. If anything happened to me, just, you know where we live, man. Just tell mom and uh, call the police. And But fortunately, we ended up getting home. I don't remember anything after that. Oh, man. That is a that is a crazy story, dude. My my story ain't had nothing on that. <laughs> <laughs> Rule number one: If your team trying to win it is about to win a championship, don't go outside. Watch the whole game first. Do not right. Do not leave the house. Do like, not leave the house, man. Man, now <laughs> that's a great story, man. That is a great. He said he was banging on the window. I want my food. <laughs> man, see what? Hey. Dude, it was it was crazy, man. It was a crazy night. It was a crazy night. Uh, all the Bulls championships I watched at the crib with my brother and my father, you know, at home, at peace. I guess how, how it was intended. The only one, the only championship I did not see them win at home, it was at a friend's house, some other cats who was in our congregation who lived a block down because okay. they had sons, me and my brother's age. So when they played the Trailblazers in '92, you know me and my brother, we they, my parents let us walk. It, it's it's so crazy fathoming it now because like we we live. You remember where I used to live, man? 83rd and May, man. Yeah, the heart of Auburn, rough around there. The heart of Auburn Gresham. It's '92, so like I'm eight and my brother is like 11, but my parents still felt it was safe enough for us two to walk a block down to our friend's house to watch the game. 
totally different time, man. Like, like I couldn't even fathom that now, but whatever. So, um, we watched the game. The game ends. Uh, uh, the Bulls seal the deal. Um, you know, everybody's in the living room going nuts. My my friend who was around my age at the time, <laughs> like, he starts he starts literally he gets on his knees and literally starts bowing down and doing an act of worship to the TV to Michael Jordan, right? Dude, and like dude, his his parents whooped him on the spot. <laughs> it was like, get up! What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> So he gets a whooping, right? So, dude, it's it's shots going off outside, craziness, right? So the the father of our friend, he decided to walk me and my brother back home, you know, because by the time it, it's dark, you know what I'm saying. Right. He he just wanted to get us home safely, so he he's walking us back, dude, on 83rd in May, man. And it's like, dude, I'm seeing it's cats everywhere, like what you saw. I didn't see no guns, but dude, I I literally saw some cats flip a car over. Oh, man, this is bananas, man. This is bananas. And see, you was in the second. See, by the time, see, we we was fortunate because it was the third championship. So by that time, I mean, people was wilding, but it wasn't like, you know, you know, 91 was crazy. I remember 91 like it was yesterday. But 92 was crazy because the Bulls won it at home. And it was even, you know. Wow, flipping over cars, bro. I saw this, man. It is just like, you know, it was just, it's so surreal thinking back on it, man. It's like, was it a Caprice like, classic? Man, I couldn't even tell you, man. I just know it was a black car, man. <laughs> like, like, you know, that was a popular car in the 90s, man. I was that bad. Oh, man, it still is. It still is. <laughs> Judge, judging by what I'm seeing out here on Stony. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, ever since I moved to Burbank, I ain't seen not one Caprice Classic, dude. I, I would, I would, I would pay to see a, a, a Caprice Classic driving on the road, man. Yeah, I, I'm sure you see a lot of Subarus. <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot of Mitsubishi's and 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 Hondas and, and and Honda Civics and Accords. You know, we don't we don't we don't see our type of vehicles. <laughs> no, not at all. You don't see no Chargers or Impalas, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We don't see none of that. Yeah. But, man, good stories, man. Good good, good story. I definitely want to continue this segment for our next episode. We'll think of another uh, sports topic where we could uh, say, hey, you know, uh, uh, and it's, it's usually a, a big moment in sports history where we could reminisce about, or it could be any other experiences, too, so uh, look forward to extending that segment, man. That was good stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Up next, funny how things can change, Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Or is it funny how? Or is it funny how Negroes can change things? Uh, <laughs> hey, one or the other, you know, one or the other. Because <laughs> one of these Negroes is Carmelo Anthony, who famously said once. Well, famously laughed at the fact that he was going that he's going to come off somebody's bench when he was in OKC. Now he's in Houston, and in his contract, he's saying, "Oh, I ain't tripping if I come off the bench." What's up with that? 
Hey, man, you know what's up with that. Funny how things can change, niggas, man. <laughs> he, dude, dude, he thought, I think he thought he was just going to be the man at OKC. I think he thought, like, he would, I honestly think he thought that, like, Russ was going to, like, find all kinds of innovative ways to dish him the ball. And he was going to, you know what I mean? He was going to get his 28-30 a game. Paul George was going to be a secondary option. Right. And I think he honestly thought that, man. And then you, you had a, 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 a just a, a bad wedding of, of a season, man, and a playoff run. You get knocked out the first round by the by the, by the the rookie-led Jazz. Oh. It's a wake-up call, man. It's a wake-up call. But, like, looking at the other moves in the league, man, like, he he knows he ain't gonna he knows he ain't gonna win no championship. Like he's fortunate to even be in the league right now. Very fortunate, very fortunate. Because nobody wanted to give him a chance except Houston. I mean, you know, he's just not what he used to be, man. He just he just isn't. It's like, you know, in in today's league, even if Melo was what he used to be, you still need more to win a chip. Yeah, and you know, it, it, nobody can really build around him right now. Yeah. Or can afford to build around him. No. You know, but I build around a dude who's, you know, he's on his last legs anyway. I think Carmelo's my age. Yeah, he, he's one year older than LeBron. So Okay. Yeah, he, he even though him and LeBron got drafted the same year, he was in college. He went to college his first. Uh, Melo went to college coming into the NBA while LeBron came straight out of high school. So he's a year older than LeBron. Right, right. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I just think, honestly, you know, Carmelo, I don't think he's going to make a big difference in Houston, especially defensively. Uh, I still – I think de- defensively Houston has took a huge step back. And, and later on in the season, we're going to talk about our NBA predictions too for the new season. And But but Houston, man, I don't know. I, I, they took a step back this year, man, over the offseason. And – I don't think that the closest they will ever get is to last year. It was game seven, and, you know, they couldn't seal the deal. So, I don't know, man. But, yeah, I can't wait to do that, the uh, the NBA predictions. Um, are you going to do it, like, as in, are you going to do, like, predicted seating, or are you going to do, like, just who's going to come out? So, we're, so I'm going to do predicted seating, and then after that, we'll predict uh, the playoff bracket. Um, later on in other segments. But we'll just focus on seeding and then, uh, you know, see what happens. Or we could do both, you know, depending on what's going on. If any, no, no, no new stories pop up, somebody's ACL tear or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, honestly, you know, Melo, eat some humble pie, man, and just come off that bench if, if, if needed, dude, because – you're not the same anymore. You're not. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a wrap, dude. Uh, one little small dose before we run out of time. Um, I wanna I wanna throw another funny how things can change Negroes when it comes to Bill Belichick. Now I don't know if you saw it over the weekend. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Most coaches in the NFL, when it comes to preseason, they usually don't play their starters that much especially second game going into the season. But I got something for Petty Belly. <laughs> Last Thursday, they played the Eagles. 
And this fool has Brady playing the whole first half against the Eagles. And they literally scored every time they got the ball in the first half. I think seven to three or something like that. And it's like, come on, Belichick, dude. Like, you that petty dude? You got to keep your starters in because you so salty from losing the Super Bowl to this team that you're going to keep Brady out there for two for, 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 the, for the first and second quarter to dominate a bunch of guys that's going to be working for Sam's Club next week? Like, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, man, that's stupid. It's, 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 it's taking an unnecessary risk because it's like, what if one of them breaks in when they, they injure Brady? Yeah. It's like why would why is Brady play, playing this long in a in a preseason game that ain't gonna matter? Let let me be an offensive lineman, and I know pretty soon I'm gonna be working for UPS, and I'm lining up, and I got Brady wide open for a sack. Oh, I'm gonna put all my all into that sack. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 cutting them off at the knees. Man. I'm cutting them off at the knees. Like what? Like, I'm gonna be shoot. I'm gonna be making ten dollars an hour anyway. So I might as well go out with a bang. That that was stupid for Belichick to do that. Yeah, yeah, unnecessary risk, man. Like, like, yeah, he ain't had to do that. It's bad enough y'all got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? So y'all don't really have a backup quarterback. So you're gonna put your quarterback out there for just to prove a point. Oh, this is what would have happened if we were played again in the Super Bowl. You know, it's. No, man, like, y'all had your opportunity to beat Philadelphia in the Super Bowl, and y'all didn't do it. So why are you using a platform like a preseason to prove a point? Like, dude, that, that, that's garbage. Yeah, no one's going to remember this game. No, nobody, nobody, nobody's going to remember it. Nobody. So uh, on to the next, our last segment, ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> I think I, I know you saw the notes, and – Honestly, I remember sending you the notes on this last week, but it has gained some fire ever since I sent you these notes. I don't know if you saw the VMAs on Monday. Or no, the- I heard about them, though. I heard about them, though. Man, Nicki Minaj came out and said that she is this generation's Harriet Tubman. No, I didn't hear about that. Yes, she said that. Yes, she said that in the acceptance speech, that he is this generation's Harriet Tubman. What's your thoughts on that, man? Oh, man, dude. I didn't I, – I, I wish I had time to digest that. Like, like the first thought that comes to mind is sacrilege. Like, it's like you peddle sex to sell rap records. Like, how are you in any way <laughs> – I mean – Hey, you probably might have to include this in your vibes and stuff podcast, man. Yeah, dude. Like, 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 I didn't know about that. I heard about Madonna's antics, but I didn't hear about Nicki Minaj. I didn't hear about Rihanna's. No, Madonna. Madonna. Oh, Madonna's. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. But you know what? With that, I blame MTV because MTV always using Madonna to do something controversial, man. I, I, I just, I, we need to do Aretha Franklin the right way. And I knew MTV was not the platform to do Aretha Franklin justice. BET, leave, let BET do that part. Don't, don't, MTV, leave, leave us alone. <laughs> leave your dirty, right. leave, leave your dirty white hands off of this. <laughs> please, please, dude, don't, don't, don't disrespect Aretha Franklin by using a pop star. That's like 20 years from now using, uh, like, 
Britney Spears to tribute to Jill Scott if she died. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, yeah. come on. No, no, no. Leave, leave Aretha Franklin to us. We'll take care of that. We'll take care of that. Like, we, we got this, MTV. Right. Step, step off. Yeah. Step <laughs> off. Step it. off. Definitely. Madonna, ain't nobody come to see you. So, so tell me this. What were the reactions to Nicki Minaj saying? Is, did she catch any smoke? Like, oh, she, so kept, she caught a lot of smoke. I don't know from particular who. I still got to look it up. A uh, few celebrities spoke in on it. A lot of Twitter blew up. Like, Twitter just basically ripped into her. And Chance the Rapper actually came to her defense about the comment. So I didn't read Chance the Rapper's um, comments about it. Chance needs to stop doing that, man. Because, like, he, he, he found himself in hot water before when he defended Kanye. Yeah. It's like, then, like, Chance ended up backpedaling. And it's like, come on, Chance. Just, 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 just worry about you, man. Stop. Right. Stop trying to defend. I know you want to be cool with everybody, but stop trying to defend it, like, idiocy man yeah yeah don't do that don't do that uh and then on top of that Nicki Minaj she was just really being savage the whole night I mean she she stayed at at uh she threw shade at Tiffany Haddish because Tiffany Haddish said some comments she made she did her and Kevin Hart did the opening monologue for the for the awards and I'm I think they're both I don't I'm not a big Kevin Hart fan I think Tiffany Haddish is good I don't think she's great but uh, she made, they did do a funny opening monologue. I thought it was pretty funny. And they had clowned uh, Camelia, that Spanish singer um, that used to be with Fifth Harmony. And it was funny. She laughed at the joke. And so Nicki Minaj backed up there because she had ended up winning an award um, after they opened the monologue. They presented an award and Nicki Minaj won it. And Nicki Minaj goes up on the stage and basically goes <laughs> on Tiffany Haddish about her joke, and it was super awkward. And, you know, Camilla, they zoomed the camera on Camilla, and she was like, oh, no, it's all love type thing. Like, don't trip. Like, it's kind of like, Nikki, stop tripping. You know what I mean? It was kind of like one of those moments, and it made it awkward. And then Nikki was just using that platform. She performed. She was using that platform to take shots at Cardi B. She took shots at... Uh, Travis Scott for using Kylie Jenner. As yeah, I heard. I did hear about that because she's been having a busy week and she was salty because Travis Scott's album outsold hers, Fitness right? One be hers out. Yeah, but like according according to what I, I read, like her last album debuted at number two. So like, yeah, you know, she hasn't really had a de- number one debut album in a while. No, I think since her first one, right? I believe so. I yeah. believe so. I mean, but yeah, she's she's just kind of going off the rails, man. Like, like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I've never been a fan, you know. So I'm not, I'm not like disappointed in the least. But like, you know, I just feel like she's starting to sound like a grumpy old old woman, you know. Like, I think she's starting to feel the pressure of Cardi B, like, kind of taking over the spotlight, and it, she's not handling it well. And she's she's trying to fight all these young. It's like you. It's like if we if, if me and you, like say me and you in a crowd of bunch of teenagers, and we sitting there, we trying to talk to them about real hip hop, and all they listening to is trap music. You think they gonna listen to us? 
Like, no. <laughs> Not at all. We're just going to be the old niggas. Yeah, know, exactly. Old... That's it. That's all we're going to be. So, in, in, in turn, this is what Nicki Minaj is turning into. She's, like, trying to, you know, sell herself to be this. And, and, and everybody's kind of like, all right, yeah, what you're doing is cool. But I like what this person is doing. Or I like what that person is doing. It's like, sit down, Nicki. Nobody's coming to see you. Just off the record. Just relax and enjoy your album and the fans that love your album and the fans that don't like your album, you know, just whatever. Right. What comes right. She's territory. still doing she's still doing very good numbers, man. Like yeah. you know, she's she, she has potential to be like a crossover artist, a crossover success. Like why you know, I get it, wanting to be the best and, 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 and you know, regarded the number one artist and all of that. I get that. You know, rap is naturally competitive, so that that spirit of competition is always going to be there. But like, you know, to start bringing people's families into it and their kids and their wives and all of that, because you sour, it's just it's a bad look, man. And it's like it's sad that the industry will only tout. But yeah. like, you had a good run, you know, you 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 had your moment, but it's kind of, you know, it's coming to an end now. Like Cardi B is way more likable like her music is like hotter and resonates with the younger crowd more than yours right now mm -hmm. and that's just kind of like that's the game man that's 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 the game yeah that's what it is you know eventually stringer bell and avon barksdale they they gonna go away and you're gonna have to deal with a marlo <laughs> <You're> right <laughs> point point blank you know period so you know yeah Nicki Minaj, sit down somewhere nobody come to see you it, it, it's a wrap but man, dude, Harriet Tubman quote, dude, I'm gonna look into that, man. Like, like, like you, you got my mind bugging now, man. I might have to address this in the in the next vibes and stuff, man. <laughs> I will be listening if I can't chime in. I'll definitely be listening. Hey, man, we we gonna get you in, man. Even if you got a call late, I, I'm I'm good with that, man. Like, like, I, if if we need a tiebreaker, man, I'm 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 definitely hit hitting you up and keep you in the pocket. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm gonna put my votes in, so. For that list too, for that tournament, so big time. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Speaking of vibes and stuff, uh, what you vibing on this week? Oh man, so I have no new music. This is this is old music, but you know, to those who have not heard it, is it's new to them. Um, this this Japanese jazz artist named uh, Ryo Fukui, first name R Y O, oh. last name. F I'm up F on him, man. Oh man, yeah, dude. I've been bumping, I've been bumping his album, um, Scenery, um, from 1976, dude. This dude, man, he's a pianist, man. Yeah. You was hearing him play, dude. Hearing him bang out these compositions, you would swear that he, this dude, got like six or seven hands. Mm. Yeah. But check out Ryo Fukui's Scenery, man. If if anybody listening is, is in need of some good jazz, some good classic jazz. You will not be disappointed, man. To all my jazz heads. And then on the hip-hop tip, man, honestly, man, i kind of been reaching back, man. I've been bumping the Roots Organics album real heavy. That's a good album. That's a real good album. And it's aged very well. It has. It, it sounds it sound better now than it did back when I was playing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just vintage classic Roots, man. Like, you know, they're a group that's kind of reinvented themselves. 
you know, time and time again. But when you listen to Organics, you can hear that that was like that sound on Organics Foundation or Do You Want More and Philadelphia Half-Life and Things Fall Apart. And it's just interesting to hear, you know, what they were bringing to the table like so early in their in their careers, man. Like, definitely a quality album, man. That and, yeah, Ryo Fukui, the scenery album. All right, so be sure to check those out if you're listening. What I'm vibing to, I got a couple of albums in the rotation this week. One of them I just heard about today, and, bruh, I'm in love with it. It's called, uh, it's, a, it's about this artist, and this producer named E. Jones. It's called Dead Stock Volume 2. And I heard of E. Jones. Bruh, great album, great instrument. Very good. And also Cooking Soul, uh, Polo Beats. Uh, the album cover. Oh, dude, check out his Soul Beach album as well. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. And yeah, yeah, that dude is underrated, man. Very underrated. Yeah, Cookie Soul is is is. I've been bumping him all summer on low key, man. Yeah, so if you haven't heard those tracks, you know, take a listen to them. We gonna keep dropping uh, new vibes that and or old vibes every week. So with that said, that racks up our segment. Please tune in to the Vibes and Stuff podcast as well for all your hip-hop conversation. It's going to be a big tournament coming up. Yes, yes. So, Greatest groups of all time, man. Thanks for thanks for, uh, for the plug in the show, man. We, we got other topics coming up too, man. I'm going to have a squad share, also share their top 10 albums of all time, their top 10 hip-hop albums of all time. Oh, man. By their one. That's a good one. I'm going to have to do my research. So, yeah, definitely. So, again, feel free to join us on the next podcast. This wraps up this episode. Thank you, Ian, for stopping through. Not a problem, my brother. Definitely. Don't get shot on Stony Island. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, they know me over here. (laughs) And we will see you guys next week. Peace out. All right. Peace.